0: like and welcome to the Fourth and Forever podcast. Uh, if uh, you have not listened to the NFC South podcast, which I probably just put out seconds before this one, uh, you will not know that I'm running solo at the moment. Darren is otherwise occupied. Uh, I've been very busy for the last few weeks as well. Uh, for, for good reasons. everything is all fine. No worries. don't worry about it. it's cool. We're, we're all still friends. And we're all still here for you, and we're all still raring to go for this NFL season that starts this Thursday, American time. It will start for me on Friday. I'm going to be busy. I'm driving up to Masterton. We're having a little holiday. I'm going to try and catch up once I'm up there. Do not tell me the score of the Texans and Chiefs, okay? In fact, just try and keep going down low for a little while until I've had a chance to watch anything, because I'm busy in my new job, okay? Deal with it. Anyway, today... We are getting on with the NFC East, which, much like the NFC South, was a, a very strange division last season. Uh, I mean, the NFC South was, this is usually strange for whatever reason, but the NFC East last season was a, a real weird one. It came down to, to the wire with the Philadelphia Eagles just pipping the Dallas Cowboys into the playoffs, uh, backing on in with a 9-7 and record. It seemed like no one really wanted to win this division last season. Now, the Eagles, they're still led by head coach Doug Peterson, uh, and they have Press Taylor and Jeff Stoutland as co-offensive coordinators. Not so sure about that, really. Probably still going to be Doug Peterson calling the plays, I'd imagine. And Jim Schwartz, uh, defensive coordinator. Now, uh, they picked up Jalen Rager, wide receiver of TCU in the first round, and raised a few eyebrows when they picked up quarterback Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma, in the second round, uh, now of course that raises eyebrows because they have Carson Wentz, uh, who is in many people's minds one of the best quarterbacks in the league, uh, like just entering his prime effectively, uh, and maybe because um, Carson Wentz wasn't given much protection last season and much to throw to, it, it maybe just made people raise the questions, but. Doug Peterson has just said that he just wants this place to essentially be a QB factory. So they didn't really have much else behind Carson Wentz now that they no longer have Nick Foles. Uh, Jalen Hurts, not, not bad. Good, good value in the second round, really. Uh, but maybe they thought they would still try and shore up in a few other places. But the Eagles, they're a pretty, pretty strong-looking team. Uh, they signed Javon Hargrave, a defensive tackle from Pittsburgh, in the offseason. Uh, Jason Peters returns as a guard, uh, but has moved back to tackle uh, over an issue that we will get to talking about soon. And uh, I think it is definitely worth mentioning that they picked up safety Will Parks from Denver. Now, that's maybe just a, a, a Denver Broncos fanboy uh, or insider information going on there. But Will Parks is a solid safety and uh, they got him for just one, one and a half million on a one year deal. I reckon he's going to come in there and if given the opportunity to spell for the likes of Jalen Mills uh, then he could ever he could actually do some damage there. Now that I've said that, just look back at the depth chart. He's not there. I think he's injured. Anyway, they also lost Halavaitai who went to Detroit, uh, Malcolm Jenkins who in the previous episode I mentioned went to New Orleans, uh, Ronald Darby has gone to the Washington football team and Jordan Howard is out the door already and headed to Miami. So just when you thought last season was a blip and that a full and healthy Philadelphia Eagles roster was going to get them back to challenging for a championship again, boom. Two starting linemen down. Brandon Brooks, possibly the the best guard in the league, out for the season. Starting left tackle elect Andre Dillard is out for the season. Uh, As well, uh, right, right tackle Lane Johnson, he's been having his own health issues. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's still banged up. New wide receiver Jalen Raghur is gimpy. Can they cope? The answer is maybe. Jason Peters was re-signed as a guard but has kicked back out to left tackle again so the O-line might still be in reasonable shape with him and hopefully Lane Johnson returning to full health on either side and uh, Jason Kelsey up the middle. Uh, what you're really looking for is can Carson Wentz recapture his MVP form of a few seasons ago and this, and if his receivers can really come back from injury and that defence steps up under Jim Schwartz so taking a look at the receivers, JJ Arcega Whiteside was a bit of a disappointment last season to say the least a lot of people were expecting him to really step in and do a good job straight away, especially when Alshon Jeffrey went gimpy didn't happen and uh, Deshaun Jackson has also returned and is hopefully going to really reel in some of his behavior because there were some really terrible anti Semitic remarks uh, that he posted, um, which he just clearly didn't understand. But he should understand because he's a grown man. What is he, 34 years old? He just needs to get a proper slap, as I think I've mentioned on this one before. Uh, They also have Greg Ward Jr. out there, who's their slot wide receiver. He, you know, what was he, the AAF star? Was he even a star in the AAF? I don't even know. But he ended up as their number one wide receiver last year. How does that happen? Injuries. So injuries, again, are the, the order of the season. Hopefully, they'll manage to sit this all out and everything will be good. On the defensive side of the ball, they're strong as ever. Fletcher Cox is still up the middle. Brandon Graham's there alongside him. Javon Hargrave coming through. Derek Barnett could still be really solid. Uh, they've got Malik Jackson sitting there too. Uh, like they've managed to pick him up from Jacksonville for a very little. Uh, they brought in Vinnie Curry from, from Tampa Bay. is a bit of a, a rotational guy. Uh, the linebackers I'm a little bit unsure of there. Um, they brought in Sean Bradley uh, and Davion Taylor in the draft. But I've really not heard too much of Nathan Jerry, TJ Edwards, Duke Riley. No, I'm 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 not totally sold on that. That is their their really like weak point there, in my opinion. My uninformed opinion. On uh, on the defensive backside, you have Avante Maddox, who can potentially still do a real good job out where he is, supported by Nickel Roby Coleman. Uh, Rodney McLeod is there as free safety. They also picked up Kayvon Wallace, who could be a a bit of a missile back there too. Uh, Jalen Mills, still solid. They picked up Darius Slay from Detroit. I don't know why he wasn't on my my list of incomings here. I must have totally missed that one there. But yeah, Darius Slay, he was great in Detroit. Maybe it wasn't his best season last year, but he he can still contribute. Um, Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles... I I still think that they could be really good this season, but I think the real problem they're going to face is the fact that they've got the Cowboys in their division. The Cowboys, to me, just look very good on paper, but they look like that every single year. So, can they step up? I don't know. Uh, Stop saying that, Stuart. Ah, stop. No. No more. Right. Philadelphia Eagles. First few games. They start off with the Washington football game. That's his tough. Just call yourselves the Washington Monuments and be done with it. Okay, guys? Uh, they will then go to the Los Angeles Rams, go to the Cincinnati Bengals, host the 49ers, host the Steelers, and then go away to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think that they will be the uh, Washington team. Uh, they will... Way to the Rams with that defense. Nah, Rams will pick that one up. Uh, Bengals? I don't know, man. I'm not sure about those. Nah, Eagles will win that one too. They'll lose to the 49ers. They will beat the Steelers and lose to the Ravens. So that's one, two, three. Three wins, three losses out of six difficult ones to predict, especially when you're going up against the 49ers and the Ravens and the Rams who were just underachievers last season. I still think they've got a lot in the tank and they're going to be real bounce back candidates for this season. But then again, the Steelers could also do that as well. So I, I'm, I'm worried about what the Pittsburgh Steelers could potentially be, but until, until it's proven that uh, Ben Roethlisberger can sling a ball uh, without his arm falling off, I'm, I'm not, not going to believe it. So, yeah, Philadelphia Eagles, that's where I stand on them. Moving on to the aforementioned Dallas Cowboys, who once again were a disappointment last season, as they always are. Perennial 8-8, eight eight, apart from that, one, those one or two seasons where they managed to get, was it nine, ten wins with Dak or whatever. Um, Back to 8-8 eight eight again last season. Uh, but they did move on from head coach Jason Garrett and brought in the... Mastermind? Mike McCarthy? Hmm, I don't really know. So, uh, everyone's off-season darling. After a staggeringly good NFL draft, the Cowboys seem to be going from strength to strength. Okay, they lost Byron Jones, cornerback in free agency, but Travon Diggs could be an excellent value pickup in the second round uh, when he was projected as a first rounder. Expect Mike Nolan to make the most of that pass rush with Everson Griffin being added to the mix. Not to mention Alden Smith. Remember him? Out of the league for a number of unsavory reasons. Uh, the, the the one man who kept pace with Von Miller early in his career is reformed and back for another go at stardom in Star City. Uh, the offense will be coordinated once again by Kellen Moore, but overseen by an also reformed Mike McCarthy. Who swears that his days of bad play calling are behind him and that he is an analytics guy now so we'll see about that i guess Uh, dax seems to be better with weapons around him and he's been given even more with cd lamb looking like an out-of-the-box pro bowler just waiting to pair with murray cooper and michael Gallup. now they did lose randall cobb in the offseason who's moved on to houston uh, and he was, like, sneakily very important for them last season with about 700 yards and six touchdowns. So, um, but like, moving him on and bringing in a guy with so much upside as C D Lamb, like, you've, you've got to think that's just worked out pretty well for them rather than having to spend the money on Randall Cobb. So, yep, uh, before I mentioned C D Lamb came in uh, as a wide receiver in the first round, uh, 17th overall pick. Uh, Trevon Diggs was picked up from Alabama in the uh, the second round of the draft, the 19th pick. Then they went and picked up Neville Gallimore, a defensive tackle, one of the best in the Class 2, in the third round. It just seemed to go like pick by pick by pick. Everything just worked out for them. There was always guys who you just never thought would ever slip to that position, and they just went, why is this guy here? We've got it. we got to do it. they got Reggie Robinson as well in the fourth. It's... It's really good, right? <laughs> so, like, you know, what's what's supposed to go on then? Why do we why do you bother? Why do we bother having an NFL season when this team just looks so good on paper? That's because it is on paper alone. Uh, speaking of things that happened on paper, they also signed Gerald McCoy, who came in from Carolina, but was released after suffering a quad injury, which was really weird because he had a specific clause in his contract that said that they could release him and not pay him anything if he suffered a quad injury. So, I mean, if I was Gerald McCoy, I'd just be staying away from anything quad-related. Um, they also brought in Everson Griffin, as we mentioned, on a one-year no-risk deal for Minnesota. $6 million. Nice. And got Andy Dalton in as a backup quarterback for Dak on a one-year $3 million deal. Will we see Andy Dalton this season? I don't know. I don't think so, because Dak is going to have all these weapons around him. But if Dak does go down... Watch out for some QB controversy in Big D, because Antti Dalton has proven in the past that when he's given the right weapons around him, he can really be a threat. Just look back to his 2016 season with the Bengals, which he was playing to a potential MVP caliber level before he went down, and everything just, all the wheels came off. So, looking at the Cowboys this season, Sorry, I didn't even talk about their their, their defence, did I? Like, that's still a pretty good-looking defence. They brought in uh, Dontari Poe as well. Demarcus Lawrence was maybe a little bit overpaid last season, but he's still there. Uh, Tristan Hill still looks real nice. Uh, Tyron Crawford, Alden Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch, and Jalen Smith. What the hell is that linebacking core? Uh, if you count Alden Smith as a linebacker, he'll often be there, put his hand in the dirt too. Uh Van Der Ash and Smith maybe underperformed last season, but maybe they were just being expected to do too much or had the occasional little niggles. Just didn't quite work out for them. Uh, Trafron Diggs is going to start opposite Anthony Brown, so those cornerbacks are probably going to be re- really relied upon this season. And uh, they're just going to have to really pick it up pretty quickly. Uh, they do still have Jadobia uh, Awuzie there as well. I think he'll be primarily playing slot. Uh, but he has proven that he can cover on the outside when needed too so all in all strong team across the board um i really think that the the cowboys should be better than eight and eight this season um if i were to give it to them i'd say this should be a 10 win team as well but you have to set the over at eight and eight again because that's just where they always go um they'll start off the season hosting the los angeles yep no it's right los angeles rams i got it right Um, And then go to the Atlanta Falcons, host the Seahawks, go to Browns, go to the Giants, go to the Cardinals. So I see that as being four or five wins out of six there. Uh, I think that they will beat the Rams, beat the Falcons, lose to the Seahawks, beat the Browns, beat the Giants... And against the Cardinals is a push, uh, Mike man, honestly. Uh, the Cardinals, with the addition of De'Andre Hopkins during the offseason, like, I just like the way that that team is building. And it, it could prove to be really troublesome this season. But that being said, the Cowboys are really strong in their own right. They could quite easily go 6-0 six, six and oh at the start of this year, uh, which is something that they're actually pretty good at doing. They start off really hot out the gate, just like they did last season and then they fall apart for no apparent reason. Uh, if that happens again this season, I would be surprised. I think the Cowboys will, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why exactly, be a really consistent team this year. And I think they're going to be consistently good. Like, they've, they've still got to be your favorites for the NFC East. Like, spoiler alert for later on when I'm going to reveal everything, but yeah, they're they're a good team. A very good team indeed. A team that is not a particularly good team, though, is New York Giants. Yay, another fantastic segue there, Boswell. <laughs> Loving that work. So the New York Giants finished 4-12 and last season, and it's judgment day in New York. I bet that pun has never been used before, as Joe Judge takes the reins in the city that never sleeps. The former special teams coach of the New England Patriots Obviously it seems the real deal when interviewing, but he has come across as a bit of a punchline, albeit hard hitting since joining the team. Making veterans run laps, in responses to reporters. We've seen it all from former New England coaches before, and it's rarely worked very well. But perhaps this is the sort of guy that a New York team needs. No nonsense, we'll just tell a team to buckle up their ideas and get on with it. So Jason Garrett, uh, the aforementioned uh, head coach, sir, former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, is in as the offensive coordinator, which you know was a pretty curious appointment after his departure from Dallas for not getting the most out of a talented offense. And now he has a less talented offense to deal with. He still has a few weapons at his disposal. A healthy Evan Ingram could be one of the best tight ends in the game. That, to my mind, shouldn't be in doubt. He is very good when he's out there. Absolutely rapid, great hands. Not the greatest blocker in the game, but certainly a fantastic receiving tight end. Darius Slayton was a big surprise last year, uh, going up there and bringing down, I think it was eight touchdowns through the course of the season. Uh, Sterling Shepard is fit again, so maybe he can really help bring things back up alongside Golden Tate, who, to my mind, is still criminally underrated. Maybe slipping away a little bit now, but still a very good wide receiver in his own right. Um, Just needs to stay healthy and out with the press. Uh, Of course, Saquon Barkley is back there, and he, to most people's minds, is the most important running back in the NFL after Christian McCaffrey. But again, running backs don't matter if you don't have the passing game, uh, which will rely upon second-year quarterback Daniel Jones, who we all saw him really flash a lot last season, but had his problems with fumbles. Uh amongst other things, it was it was up and down. You saw a lot of things that you absolutely loved from Daniel Jones, and then a few other things that you just thought, why is this guy a starting quarterback in the NFL? I could have seen that guy across the middle. I wouldn't have thrown that pass down the sideline. But of course you wouldn't have thrown that pass down the sideline because you're a limp armed noodle person. Yeah, I said it. What are you gonna do? Come at me. Um My God, I'm tired. Got to get that swig of that Sprite. This podcast is not sponsored by Sprite. God, it's tough doing this on your own. Uh. So yeah, the defence, they seem pretty hell-bent on stopping the run with big guys like Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Tomlinson, Leonard Williams, Godzilla, all up front. Uh, as well as having the best, most average tackler in the league, Blake Martinez, in behind. But that defensive backfield looks a little more questionable. So James Bradbury comes in at a corner opposite Corey Ballantyne, fresh off of his time uh, in one of the worst defences in the league, at Carolina. Uh, that's Bradbury, not Ballantyne. Uh, with Julian Love moving to free safety. Now, I don't know. I just feel as if they might get a bit dunked on this season. So, Patrick Graham really has his work out for him. The the, the Giants, I just don't see them being that good a team. But, if uh, Andrew Thomas pans out as their their first overall pick, sorry, their first round pick out of Georgia with the fourth pick, and Xavier McKinney is also back there uh, in the defensive backfield, but I believe he's injured at the moment, so he's not really even going to get an opportunity to jump right into things. Uh, they also picked up Logan Ryan recently so he is probably going to take a little bit of time to come in there he can gel potentially quite nicely in in that defence there so if it works out it could be less than average I think at best I I definitely don't see this as a as a mid-tier sort of upper uh, mid-tier defence I see the the offence maybe being about the same as well. They, they could, no, I'll tell you what, I'll probably put their offence probably about slap bang in the middle if things go right. If things don't go right, 25 in the league, something like that. And defence, mm, no, just not just not that great. Not solid on that defensive backfield. Um, probably about like 22nd in the league for me. Uh, looking at their schedule for this season, uh, they start things off with uh, a tricky matchup against the Steelers. Again, who knows what they are. Uh, They will then host the Chicago Bears, travel to the 49ers, host the Rams and host the Cowboys before travelling to the Washington football team, who will be the last team that we'll look at here. So I'm, I'm still interested by the Giants, if not just because I've got uh, Daniel Jones retained in my scoring league, uh, and and they just they they flash they're they're interesting, but that doesn't necessarily mean good. Uh, so they, they finished with four wins last season. I believe was it? Yes, yep, four and twelve. Uh, set the the over under at five wins. Which I think they will actually make. I think that they're going to win a few games this season. Maybe maybe six. I'm going to give them six. Uh, what, are they, what are they going to do in the first six games? Mm, mm, all right. I think they'll probably lose to the Steelers. Beat the Bears. Lose to the 49ers. Lose to the Rams. Lose to the Cowboys. Beat Washington. So, again, given where they were last season... Uh, two out of six ain't that bad they could still surprise a team like i don't know no no i can't see them beating the other ones the steelers defense is still too good uh the other teams are just all around stronger so yeah that's my two cents on the new york city giants so has there been a team with greater upheaval than the washington team this offseason so they were finished 3-13 and last season which uh, gave them the second overall pick in the draft which they used to take on Chase Young an incredible defensive end out of Ohio State who I'll get on to talking about shortly they also picked up Antonio Gibson the wide receiver slash running back out of Memphis uh, who's for whatever reason penciled in as one of their potential starting running backs now we'll get on to that in a bit in terms of the people that they brought in Sweet FA, Dontrell Inman anyone? Not really much else going on there, is this a team that actually wants to progress? Maybe they do but just no one wants to go there. They also lost slash cut Adrian Pearson who has since found himself home in Detroit and Jordan Reed just ran out of time and injuries after one too many concussions, well probably four too many concussions if we're perfectly honest, and he's found himself going over to San Francisco to be a compliment to George Kittle. So. You will likely have heard this before, but the Washington football team have the greatest disparity between offence and defence in the league. On offence, you have Scary Terry McLaurin, uh, an outstanding find last season in the, the mid to late rounds, but then you got nothing. The offensive line isn't good outside of Brandon Scherf. Your starting tight end is now Logan Thomas. Your running backs have, I don't know, I'm guessing about 500 total yards between them. Because you currently have uh, J.D. McKissick back there. uh, And he's about the only guy who's actually got anything there. Sorry, Peyton Barber is also on the squad as well. Annoyingly, I let Bryce Love go in my fantasy league. And I think he's going to be quite good this season, comparatively. I think he's going to get an opportunity to do something. Um, He was the Ohio State running back who uh, buggered up both his legs, effectively. He, he could decide not to do this anymore. He could walk away and become a doctor. Very smart guy. I digress, but I enjoy me some Bryce love. You could say I love me some love, uh, which someone will put on a t-shirt, and if not, I'll do it. On the defensive side of the ball, actually, no, before we go to them, okay, so you also have uh, an unproven quarterback going into year two, who many think will just be a sacrificial lamb in order to tank and pick up Trevor Lawrence next offseason. It well between be between them and the Jaguars. Poor Gardner Minshew as well. Oh, and they're also led by Norv Turner's son, who, the last time I checked, was not Norv Turner. Scott Turner. Who knows what he's going to be? Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they've got Jack Del Rio there. So he just picked up uh once-in-a-generation pass rusher in Chase Young. Uh, at least that's what everyone seems to think, until he actually gets on the football field, who don't say who knows, do not say who knows. But everyone seems to be forgetting about him already purely because he's on the Washington football team who are just going through all this upheaval all across the board with their name change and everything. Uh, Jonathan Allen is an absolute beast. He's in there, he's alongside De'Ron Payne. Montez Sweat could be ready for a breakout season this year. He looks like a p- proper athlete. Um, he's a very long rangy sort of guy. It depends on how he's going to be able to tackle these uh, offensive tackles. Uh, Landon Collins back there too. He's pretty solid. So, yeah, Jack Del Rio's got quite a bit to work with. But, man, poor Ron Rivera. Uh, He was recently diagnosed with uh, what he's described as a treatable form of cancer and he still intends to coach, which in itself is really very difficult and I have the utmost respect to him and really hope that this works out for him because... uh, That's a a terrible thing for him and his family to be going through, let alone the terrible thing of being the head coach of the Washington football team at this moment in time, dealing with uh, front office scandals and these name changes from that racist slur effectively. It's, there's just so much going on. This is a, a team that is transitioning both off the field and on the field. Does anyone in the league, have a tougher job right now than Ron Rivera. In my mind, unquestionably not. So, yeah, this team purely because of like how mid- middling to potentially better uh, the defence is compared to how awful that offence is apart from Terry McLaurin. It could be second worst team in the league, potentially worst team in the league. Uh it will a lot of it will depend on Dwayne Haskins and what sort of protection can be schemed up for him. Um but I just really do not like that wide receiving core. I do not like the running back core to lean on. Mm, nope. Right. Okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna look at that much more because we just need I just need to move on. Uh so Washington oh my god we've got a tight football team schedule now. Uh, oh no, oh no, Team NFL. Oh God, this is uh, this is awful. This is just not working out for me here. Uh, okay, so they will start off with, oh my God, this is really bad. Just wait, I got this. Oh, they won't even do it by, oh, what? Okay, screw it. Uh, they have the Eagles to start off with. They will lose that. Oh my God. <laughs> Washington football team NFL schedule please give it to me why are you doing this I'm not editing this I do not have the time yeah Philadelphia to start with they will lose that they will then go to Arizona they will lose that they will go to Cleveland they will lose that they will go to Baltimore you better believe that they are losing that they will go against the Los Angeles Rams and they will lose that And they will then play against the New York Football Giants and I have them down as losing that too. You heard it here first folks, the Washington football team are 6-0 in their first season existing under that name. Sorry, not 6-0, what am I talking about? 0-6. And I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anyone to hear me say that. Um... Just not a good team. They have some serious building to do. Uh, they need to load up on draft picks. And I mean, who who really knows how anything's going to pass out for them? I did it again. No more. Who knows? No more. Who knows? Um. Yeah. Do not like the Washington Reds uh, football team. Football team. Stop myself there. I was really good for the most part. Need more sprite. So yeah. End of season standings, Washington football team propping up the pack, New York football giants in at number three, in at number two, Philadelphia Eagles, but if things go well for them and guys return from injury and Jason Peters is back to being his best old self at left tackle, they could still really push for the number one spot, which at the moment I have down as the Dallas Cowboys who will, to my mind, get 10, 12 wins in this division. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for the NFC East folks. A tough division uh, up at the top and an awful looking division at the bottom. Pretty split. It's got to be between the Cowboys and Eagles for me this season though. So, so yep, yeah, thanks very much for joining me. Um, I'm gonna see if I can power through the NFC West. If I'm lucky, I might be able to coax Darren out of his uh, out of his bed. And get on this one with me. Don't hold me to that though, I'll just see what I can get. Anyway, take it easy guys and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Uh nice. Yeah. <laughs>